Hello, my friend. Thank you so very much for taking of your time and investing it right here in this program. In just a moment, we are going to return to our discussion with the late evangelist Ted Houston, a man that means a lot to me personally, and I'd like to introduce him to you through this program. I'd ask you to stick around. I'm going to be asking this good man, who has since passed over to glory just very recently, how he got a hold of God. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll give you a personal anecdote as to why I'm asking this man this question. You see, my father was in the U.S. Army for many years, and he deployed to Iraq. There were a select group of people, I mean just two or three or four, that my dad trusted explicitly to pray for him every day as he was in a very dangerous part of the world. One of those men was Ted Houston. My father believed that Ted Houston could get a hold of God, and I don't believe he was wrong. So, Ted Houston, if you would, talk to us about how and what was the cause of the greatest successes in your preaching ministry. Well, what caused that was a hand of God. Yes, sir. And really a result of prayer. You know, that's, I mean, the key is prayer. You know, they, he said to them, Terry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. It's a matter for Acts chapter 4, when they had been threatened, they went to the together. And the Bible says, and 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 when they when they lifted up their voice and prayed, the place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And the truth of the matter is, is you, you'll never anything that happens in your ministry, it's not you, it's God. If it's, if it's genuine salvation, it's a genuine work, and God does it. You're just the vessel. Now, I think every preacher is different in how they prepare and everything. Guys would ask me how I prepare, and I tell them, look, you, you don't want to be like me. I got my Sunday morning messages at 3 o'clock Sunday morning. I got my Sunday afternoon, my Sunday evening messages on Sunday afternoon. I got my midweek messages on the, on the, the, we had Thursday service. I got them on Thursday. And many people would condemn me for that. You know, well, I got my message for next week already started and done. Everybody's different. I, I wanted to be that way, but I couldn't be. I, because I'm ADHD, I think is part of it. Uh, Also, I think because, if I got my Sunday message on Monday, I wouldn't do anything else the rest of the week. And God knows each one of us. Here's what I tell young men. You have to figure out how God works with you. You have to figure out what works for you. And don't let somebody condemn you because you don't do it the way they do it. You know, Dr. Vineyard had two months worth of sermons already in his drawer. You know, you didn't have your sermons two months in advance. You know, there was something wrong with you. But brother, if I'd have prepared a sermon two months ago and then tried to preach it today, it wouldn't mean anything to me. To me, it had to be fresh. Hmm. I'm not a great student. I don't, I don't study books and study a lot. I just read my Bible I read my Bible every day. And sometimes all I do is just read words. Sometimes I don't really get anything out of it. But I read my Bible through every year. 
for 27 years, I read it clear through, and then I read the New Testament through most of the times twice. I just believe that just saturates you with the Word of God. It's almost like, Micah, I can tell you what's coming on the next page as I'm reading. And so I have that Word in me, and then I beg God, God, show me what you want me to preach. I don't know what to preach, Lord. I don't have any idea. I never was one of these guys that said, this is what I'm going to preach um, to each his own. I did start doing some series later in my ministry, but I never felt like, you know, I'm just going to decide what I'm going to preach. And I'm just going to preach on this subject and do it, do what they want to do, what fits for them. But with me, I wanted to know, Lord, what am I supposed to preach to my people today? What do you have? I want to get, I want to know what you want. That's just all I did. So I would just read my Bible and have my devotion, my prayer time during the week and get up on Sunday morning, start begging God, Lord, I, I need to know what do you want me to preach today? He'd give me the message. I'd go preach it. And uh, so that's the way I did it. Brother Scott Hanks and I were at camp one day uh, on a Saturday at, at Cedar River. We ate breakfast when they still did it, breakfast on Saturday with the teens and he looked at me and said, what are you preaching tomorrow? And I said, Brother Hanks, don't ask me that. I said, I don't have a clue. I don't get my sermon till Sunday morning. I'm so embarrassed. And he said, well, I don't get mine till Saturday night. He said, I thought maybe you would have an idea and I could borrow it from you. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, Mike, I, I, I guess I try to say to young men, don't become a cookie cutter Christian. Don't become a cookie cutter preacher. You be what God wants you to be. You know, Pete, all the disciples were different. And we so much want to emulate somebody else. And I was, when I was young, I tried to be Jack Hiles. I found out I wasn't Jack Hiles. I tried to be Lee Robertson. Found out I wasn't Lee Robertson. Tried to be Bob Gray Sr. for a while. And I finally realized I'm just Ted Houston. I can't be them. And my trying to be them is hurting people. It's not let God can't use me. So I just got to be me. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't even feel, I don't even feel pressured to do what other people do. I feel like the best thing I did is divorce myself from public opinion and preacher's opinion. Not that I don't care. I love guys and I want to be their friends, but I'm not going to be pushed into being what they want me to be. I want to be what God wants me to be. Yes, sir. And I just feel like that maybe I feel like we we push people into being something and we hinder them. Yes, sir. And I think I think also that we put God in a box, Micah. God, you have to do it this way. And you did it for so and so, so you have to do it for me this way. I tell people all the time, when you check out how Jesus healed the blind, you'll find he never healed a blind man the same way. Is there a message there? I believe there is. God's saying, don't put me in a box. Hmm. I'm God. You don't, you don't dictate to me what I do. You need to operate and, and find out what I want you to do. And if I want you to do something different than other people do, as long as it's not heresy, you know, then then do what God wants you to do. 
Yes, sir. I wasn't at a pastor's retreat one time. Guy got up and said, if I told you, if you told me this story, I wouldn't believe you. He said, I went to this little town. I knocked all the doors, did everything I could, scooped people's sidewalks, mowed their yard, couldn't get anybody to come to church. He said, I was praying one day, and the Lord said, ice cream. And he said, Lord, ice cream. He said, well, yeah, you got folks in your church that have ice cream freezers, don't you? Yeah, he said, well, every Sunday afternoon, you, you freeze up a bunch of ice cream and you invite the community out for ice cream social. And then after they'd come for the social, you say, no, we're going to have church upstairs. We'd love to have you come with us. He said, if you told me the story, I wouldn't believe it either. But I did it. And folks started coming to our church. Now, he'd be labeled a heretic. You know? Sure. Yes, sir. You know, I don't know. All I can say is that's what he said. And I'm not going to call him a liar. But it makes you think that, you know, maybe sometimes we're just programmed that there's only one way we can reach people. Yes, sir. You know, I believe in soul winning, confrontational, door-to-door soul winning. But I believe relationship has got to be important. We win a lot of folks to Christ we develop no relationship with. So we got a number on our soul winning, you know, report. Right. But how many of them did we see baptized? I have. A, I just preached this sermon Sunday at a church. The four things that Christ is, what Jesus is looking for in every church. Well, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them, teaching them, observe all things I'm with you, along with you always. So he's looking for a place where people are being born again. He's looking for a place where people are being baptized. He's looking for a place where people are being built. And then he's looking for a place where people are being busy. You see? And we're good at the soul winning part. But how many people do we lead to the Lord that we never go back and invest in? It's like a woman having a baby, putting the baby in the in the room with the bottle and the diapers and saying, God bless you, hope you make it. And so, you know, I just I just feel like that uh, in some ways, uh, a, a guy's got to find out who he is. He's got to find out about the community he's in. He's got to let God guide him and direct him. And he's, he's got to reach people the way that works for him. I remember hearing somebody criticizing a guy for not having buses one time. He's not independent Baptist. He doesn't have any buses. However, he lived in an area where the kids drove Porsches and Mercedes Benz to high school, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what kind of a bus ministry can you run in a town like that? You know, so a bus ministry doesn't make us an independent Baptist, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of things that that maybe we are taught that might work in that ministry where we're taught it, but it might not work someplace else. When I deal with small town preachers, you know, they're not going to have these big high powered ministries. If you're in a small town, it's relationship. Town of 1,200, everybody's going to know you, and you need to know everybody, and you need to basically make yourself the pastor of the community, even if they don't come to your church, Mm -hmm. so that when they have a problem or a need, (laughs) I'm going to that preacher, 
Yes, sir. He's a good guy. In the big city, you don't have to do that. When I was in Jeff City, you know, I could lead people to the Lord all the time. And I could get people to come to church. It was easy. And many of them, they didn't come back. Well, kind of really no big deal. You can go get somebody else, you know. But in a small town, you can't do that. So I think ministry, we have to, we have to figure out where we're at, who we are, and how God's going to use. Same way in preparing messages. One of the things I most appreciate about Ted Houston was that he was his own man and he was God's man. Let me encourage you, let me challenge you to be the exact same way. Join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.